Hey, how you doing out there? How you doing? It's great to be back. My name is Noel Michael Smith and you're listening to the Lofa Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. This episode is called Coursework or Exam. So here's the thing. We have this debate all the time about this particular subject. And do you prefer to do an exam or would you prefer to have coursework? So I'm going to explain the two, then I'm going to tell you my thoughts. Well, in fact, I'm going to tell you my thoughts right now, here and now. I think exams are a waste of time. Despite the fact that in my Kung Fu and Kickboxing Club, we actually do do exams. But I'll touch on that later on. Now, doing an exam is learning through memorization. This is a flawed process because you memorize everything you have to memorize to pass that exam. And after you've taken the exam, you more or less forget everything anyway. I mean, statistically, this has been proven. And in schools, this is the method they use all the time. I hear parents saying their children are doing mock exams in order to do the real thing. And the pressure that is put upon not just the child, the parents as well, is tremendous. I see it all the time. There's no relaxation. There is enough stress in adulthood, buying a car, buying a house, getting married and all that stuff, if that's what you're into, well, why have that stress when you're 14, 15, 16 or even younger? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's a waste of time. So yeah, doing an exam is a waste of time. There's no authenticity in doing an exam. There's no solid brain activity going on in your head other than forming a memory in your synaptic nerves. It's not a repetitive task. It's just a memorization. As you can tell by my explanation of this, that I don't think doing an exam is a prudent course of action to succeed in society anytime soon. The main way you succeed in society is to do stuff on a repetitive aspect. So you create the muscle memory, if you like, towards that task that you're doing. In many cases, the only useful thing that comes out of an exam is the exam process itself. Yeah, so whether you come out there with jangling nerves or a bundle of confidence, it's the process of the exam. That's the only thing you take away from it because the education that you're getting to actually implement and put into the exam is forgotten. Let me give you an example. I've got a friend who has got five first aid courses. She's got scouts, she's with the church, she's got the martial arts, the list goes on. Now, a child got injured in my class. She went over to administer the first aid. Rather than getting down there and dealing with the situation at hand, she was saying to the child several times, I can hear it, are you okay, are you okay, are you okay? In that time, the child had built up high anxiety, started to panic and get nervous. No doubt the child thought the injury was worse than what it was because this person who has got five examination qualifications in this first aid that we're talking about didn't do her job. She didn't put the child at ease. She didn't comfort the child. All she did was made more panic. So here you go. You've got all these qualifications, but do you have the practical skills to do the thing? And exams do not give you the practical skills. What gives you the practical skills is doing the thing itself. So here it is. You do an exam. And as soon as you finish the exam, you breathe a sigh of relief. <sighs> There's your sigh of relief. In that instant, click my fingers. There you go. You've forgotten everything. 
Nothing is retained. Why? Because it's rubbish. You use your brain to store useful information and the information that you don't want is gone. So this is where exams don't stack up. And I see it all the time. And I, in my martial arts, I would say, and I'm going to come back to that. Doing an exam, actually, <laughs> this thought has just come to me. Doing an exam is like a hoist. What do you do in a hoist? You prepare, you memorize, and execute. That's what an exam is. Prepare, memorize, execute. When you've done the hoist, you aren't going to remember how to do that hoist again. You've done it. Your memory is gone of that. You don't want to remember about that. That ain't important. Let's take driving exams. Driving exams were a thing. Everyone would be expert drivers, right? But you don't become an expert driver until you've driven a while. You take this exam, you get passed in the exam. I think what they should do for driving isn't just give you an exam. I think they should assess you. You should drive, you get an L plate, drive for a year or so, and then you go back and you get assessed on your driving. And if your driving ain't that great, you get downgrade. If your driving is better, you get upgrade. All this goes on your license. So you're gaining skills all the time. That would cut down people driving fast because you know you've got to stick to the speed limit when someone's in your car looking over you to see if you're doing the right thing. A guidance looking over you to do the right thing, not a panel and examination board and ticking off the boxes because that is governing by paper and you need to govern by practicality. And an exam is, whatever you do, is governed by your paperwork. Elon Musk, the late Steve Jobs, rest his soul. They would never employ somebody with an examination pass certificate. They employ people that's got something to show. Give me something that you've shown. There's a famous story, I don't know if you've heard it, it's in the Steve Jobs book. There are many Steve Jobs books out there, but go and read the one that was written by Walter Isaacson. That is the most popular one, and that's the one that was huge, and everyone was talking about it. Anyway, there's a story in there where a gentleman, he goes in for an interview with Steve Jobs. He wasn't very good at talking. He was a bit of a shy guy. Not Steve Jobs, the man who went in for the interview. The chap did not know how to articulate himself properly. So Steve Jobs, being the arrogant son of a gun he is, and I'll cover that, I will cover the Steve Jobs book in another story, but Steve Jobs being the man he is, next person in. Anyway, it was later on that day, where this chap was still outside Steve Jobs' office, maybe in the corridor, if, if you could imagine this, you've got to use your imagination, sitting down, and he had his laptop, and he was playing around with the interface, Steve Jobs came out and Steve Jobs said, you still here? I told you to leave. And the man said, if only you could just see what I've done. And Steve Jobs wasn't going to pay him any mind. Yeah, that's a, a phrase. He didn't care. Just going to walk on. Anyway, Steve Jobs peered over his shoulder and looked at what the man had. You know when you open a Mac, scroll along the bottom, the menu bar comes up, and then you could have the genie where each icon grows in size as the mouse cursor goes over it. It's called a, it's a genie effect. Now, he showed Steve Jobs that. It blew his mind. Steve Jobs said, wow, how, how did you do that? To us, we take it for granted now, right? Because we've had this now for over 20 years. But back then, when he was doing it, it was new. No one had done it. No one had seen it before. He employed the guy there and then, to this day, still at the company. So this is what I'm saying. 
doing and showing something is far more important to Steve Jobs than an actual piece of paper, right? Now you have Elon Musk's space travel going on. Why do the best technicians or the best coders, the best electricians, the best scientists go to Elon Musk? Because Elon Musk is doing things. He doesn't want the people who have got the examination certificate, who have got the, in inverted commas, qualification. He wants people that have got something to show for what they've done. Show me what you've done. Show me what you could do. Because there could be people in their bedrooms that have actually never been to school, but have so much talent. I know some so-called academically bright people, but outside of their line of expertise, they're actually not that intelligent. The simple, everyday things are not that intelligent. You ever heard a man say he can't work the washing machine, can't use an iron? Women say that as well. Men and women that have got these degrees, they say that as well. What is that doing? Is it cutting off a certain amount of senses in them? Because these things that, like working a washing machine or ironing or something simple like that, you know, these are tasks that you don't actually need education on. You just see and do. Monkey see, monkey do. So it's a saying that we use here and there. Yeah. So let's elaborate. Let's get down to the nuts and bolts. Coursework epitomizes everything I've just explained. Coursework, for me, is like an internship where you have to practice and work at something in order to make it better. As I said to you, my examinations, I used to call them exams, and I changed a while ago the name from exam to grading. So we didn't really want it to feel so hostile. But I'm going to use the word exam for a moment because I want you to understand that that's exactly what the children or my students were actually going through and some martial art clubs still do that. So we cut the exams down from four to two and it was very questionable at the time it was a controversial decision that I made at the time because for two reasons the people close to me were saying well you're going to lose revenue two months out of the year now yeah and yes they were right rather than getting four sets of grading money off these people I only got two sets of grading money of these people. But with that said, the standard went up because they had six months to work on everything as opposed to three months they had to work on everything. And I'm going to come through the benefits of that later on, right at the end, I want to touch on that. But for now, I want to concentrate more on the coursework and why I think that coursework is a better course of action. <laughs> How many times have I used the word course? Coursework is like an old school apprenticeship. I did an apprenticeship when I was a kid growing up and it taught me so much. Do you know, in fact, coursework teaches you practicality. When you do coursework, it gives you the opportunity to fail without feeling like a failure. Because every time you fail at doing something, it's a step closer to succeeding. You've heard that before, right? So with a coursework, you can do it in your own time, at your own speed, you can ask as many questions as you want. You can repeat the process as many times as you want. As I say, you can go over and over again. 
Yes, there's less pressure on you at the time. You're not working to a set time, a four, five, six, seven, eight hour period. You're not working to that time scale. You do it when you can. You take your own time and you learn it and the information's going in. Why? Because you're repeating. If you're making mistakes, you're going back on yourself and thinking, I'm not going to do that again because I've got personal experience. I've got practical experience in that process. So if I do it like that, I'm going to do it wrong again. So let's do it another way. So you're just constantly learning rather than reading a textbook and just learning from paper. You're actually learning from touch, tactile, feel, smell. It's all happening there for you on the spot. Coursework is building confidence, allowing you to achieve, allowing you to grow, growing yourself. Any test that is given to you is given by your overseer, the person who looks and guides you like a mentor. Mentoring has gone way out the window now. The schools and establishments, corporates do not want mentors because they're scared of mentors. Mentors are feeding you his or hers idea. But what's wrong with that? What's wrong with having one person's idea if the idea is good, giving you the tools in order for you to go out and then further that and create your own? Whether by an exam is saying, hey, you know what? Sit here, pass this thing, and here's a certificate. You're good to go now. I see it in the fitness industry. Coming back to mentors, I had a mentor. And they were really cool. They were good to me. I learned so much from these guys. Now, when I had to do a certification, I had to do the certification for this particular thing. Then I saw another side of it. I went on this course. It was for two days. And at the end, I got examined. I came out of that course forgetting all the stuff that I learnt in the first place because it was useless. It was no good to my teaching abilities because I already knew how to teach. So a lot of that stuff I've forgotten. If you ask me certain things to do with that course, I've got to go back into the textbook and look at it. I've never used it. I was teaching 30 years before I did the course. I had great results. People came out with great bodies, great shape, great attitude, great feel and enhanced life. What is the purpose of an education? An education is there to help people. It doesn't matter what you're going to help them with, helping them to smile, helping them to walk, helping them to stay fit. It's all a part of passing a skill that you've learned and you've developed over a period of time over to somebody. But when you do an exam, your information comes in in a rush and it leaves in the same rush. You've got nothing there to push on and help other people. This is why these so-called academic strong people cannot retain any other information than the information that they've put inside their head because it's foolishness. How did I move my exams from being an exam to being like they're doing a course of some sort? What was happening in the three months that people had to do their exam? They were rushing their knowledge in and passing the exam on paper. And yes, I was ticking the boxes, like I said earlier on. But then when it came back to them implementing this stuff, they were falling over and they didn't have the knowledge. They, did, they couldn't recite, show me a back hook kick. They didn't know what a back hook kick was. Show me a reverse roundhouse kick. They didn't know what a reverse roundhouse kick was. So they weren't retaining the information. So what I did, as I said earlier on, is put it to doing it every six months. Now, it, it wasn't just a case of doing it every six months and moving the exams 
to twice a year. So I had to rethink the whole process. And you all can do this as well in, in your thing. So I knew exactly what stage each child were at because we've diligently gone over and over and over and over and, and worked on the, the things they need to work on. And they could implement those with their eyes closed. So when it came to doing, in, in, again, in inverted commas, the exam or the grading, it wasn't actually a grading. It was more of a showcase because I wanted my children's parents and loved ones to come and see what they've been doing for the past six months because often they drop the kids off and then go and come back and pick them up. So they don't actually see how good they are and the advancements they've made. So having the coursework allowed them to make this almost like a show, a showcase. So when we put on the grading, it was like a show. I already knew their standard. And I, yeah, I had a piece of paper down there and just ticking off the boxes. But really, it wasn't about that. It was about the work they've already done in the past six months. Some of them went for two gradings because some of the gradings are short. So they took two at the same time. But the moral of that story is that the standard went up so much. So I can walk away from those kids saying, hold my head up high. They can hold their head up high as well saying that they didn't just pass and get the belt around their waist. They actually have the practical skills to do this because it's now in their subconscious rather than being rushed in at the last minute and they're memorizing this thing from a piece of paper only to pass the exam. So I adopted a coursework type grading method and then put on an award ceremony at the end. It was a really amazing idea and works for everybody. So let's summarize now. Exams. Try and avoid exams if you can through your adulthood because they don't serve you any purpose. Stick to coursework, stick to a practical, do the thing that you most have passion for. You don't have to get a piece of paper that say you can do this particular task in order for you to know you can do this task. And this whole premise of exam and course falls under the category of education. And I've got this whole wave of anti-school education thing that I want to bring to you. And I feel there's going to be a pattern going on along those lines. Of course, if something comes and hits me flush in the face and I need to cover the subjects, I will cover it. By the way, I've got to mention this one thing, talking about education and people working hard. Emma Raducanu, whoa, yeah, my British compatriot, beautiful 18-year-old, kicked some ass for the, over the past two weeks at the US Open 2021 tennis tournament. She won her final and it's great to see a British girl doing so well or a British sports person doing so well. I am so chuffed for her. And it's a person of color. You all out there have some respect, okay, for people that are representing the UK in that way because she is a British girl and she's representing your country if you're a UK citizen. So I just wanted to give my congratulations to her and I watched the tennis, I did watch it and you know what? 
I didn't even know they had Life Sport on Prime. And I'm a subscriber of Prime, and that is a bonus to get some Life Sport there because I don't really subscribe to Live Sport channels because I don't watch Live Sports. I'm a busy man, right? <laughs> But I am so over the moon for her and hope that inspires a wave of people, not just to go out there and be great tennis players, because I know a lot of women who have daughters that are mighty fine tennis players, because I used to belong to a club. In fact, I do still belong to some real good tennis clubs. And there's some mighty fine tennis teenagers out there, but they all drop out. It must be tough at the top, because they all drop out. And when I see them play, they are so powerful. But hey, I'm going to take my hat off to Emma once again. You did a great job, Emma. And one day soon, I'm going to cover you in a podcast. Love what you did out there. It's amazing. Everybody, I've got to go now. I've been talking for too long. Y'all take care. Love you all. Be good. Bye.